Hello, welcome back everybody. Hope we're doing well. Feeling inspired and connected in with their hearts and bringing in this Christmas season of manifestation of full circle dreams and beliefs in our own reality. But what I'm intending to focus on in this episode today, connecting with the, the Christmas season and manifestation and how it is like someone in the birthing cycle is creating a demand on the universe for that manifestation at the same time having boundaries and protecting the space the birthing canal for it to be brought into reality so it's a bit of a broad theme broad structure for this one and it yeah it's been two weeks roughly since my last podcast and these are the two at least i thought initially contrasting ideas for a manifestation topic the idea of creating a demand on the universe when we're wanting to call in a dream or a desire or manifestation that we believe we can attract in our reality it's important to create that demand to really act on it at the same time this contrasting idea of what i've had lately is really having boundaries boundaries around what we're embodying in our reality boundaries around feeling good and and really prioritizing our not only our our i was going to say mental health which is part of it prioritizing our our self-worth and our self-care so initially they felt like they were two separate topics but when i think about it more clearly and we'll, we'll go into a deeper in this in this podcast they're very much aligned with that birthing metaphor that birthing that christ conscious embodiment of their own beingness in their reality of being aligned with their dreams is actually having boundaries of protecting them from our what could be perceived to be external influences that can cause us to doubt them but are often reflective of some conscious programming when we didn't believe we're enough so the first aspect of this, this creating a demand on the universe. Yeah, I think what I'm getting at with this is when we're in the transformation space, you know, we're, we're looking for change and we could be, you know, we could sometimes be very forthright with that and we can move forward and we, you know, we might start going to the gym. And that, that is somewhat of the demand on the universe. We, we go to the gym and we sign the membership sign up and we create a direct debit but until there's real embodiment of that at the same time we, we might have signed up on a whim maybe it was a, a special five classes for fifty dollars etc to to begin that we might just exchange fifty dollars but we don't really do a lot with it but we've taken the first step we've gone to the gym or we've signed up online we've then gone to a class but how intentional are we when we've gone you know, have we actually bothered to create a program for ourselves? Have we done a bit of research online about what our goals are going to be? Have we started to really uh, partner up with other people to go to that same gym? You'd see what I'm getting at there with, with the depth of it. The first step of going to the gym is putting the demand. And the demand has actually come from this space of contrast, usually what Esther Hicks would say. This you know, desire to want to be fit and healthy from the contrast of not feeling fit or not feeling good inside. At least from an external perspective. Because remember, external is ultimately reflective of our internal reality. We can, this might sound strange, but it's also been my experience. And feel free to leave a comment if you've had similar experiences. While the gym 
you know, going to the gym and working the muscles or walking for me on the Camino is helpful, we can actually change our body from subliminal messaging and speaking to it. If you're Arnold Schwarzenegger, if you, you know, read his book or come across Pumping Iron, uh, you know, Arnold was obviously very well known in the bodybuilding space. He would talk to his muscles. He would talk to them. He created very much a subliminal relationship with his body. So even though he was doing the physical work, he actually was talking to them. So connecting that with the, the putting the demand on the universe is, yes, we could say we want change. You know, I'm going to sign up at the gym or I might pay the $50. But to follow through, when we be consistent with that, with that demand, the universe has to meet us halfway, you know. And that was through, for Arnold, for example, he, he showed up, he had that desire, he wanted he to move from Austria from what I gather. And then this is not a, going to be an episode on Arnold, but there is this, this he's, he's an illustration of someone who, who basically came from very little, but he had this desire, perhaps, you know, built from a contrast, that he wanted deep change. And so he took actions which are a demand, but the actions are not always about like a short-term doing. There needs to be a persistency and consistency with the action. So I talked about that with obviously the, the going to the gym and there's a consistency with that. And while I do believe we can talk to our body and meditation is another aspect of that. Wanting to think differently, having the better thoughts about ourselves, it would be probably, I'm not going to be saying, it's not, you know, foolish would not be the right word, but, and I do believe ultimately the full aspect is a transformative frequency anyway. But it would probably be not, appropriate to believe that if you do more meditation that you ultimately got to start thinking very differently are you if you've you know if you've also been wearing a certain style of clothes listen to a type of music if you go into a, a a beauty salon or you get a haircut you know or you, and you you get someone encourage you to go into a shopping mall you try and get the clothes yes they will have an effect and the quality of the clothes can be quite dramatic you connect with the haircut the embodiment but there needs to be some form of consistency we'll see it also with with body posture and mannerisms and and speech but the first step does still create the demand you know even though i'm talking about the gym and if you sign up you don't have any follow-through with that it's likely to have little, you know, little effect. But the, the, the first step is still a demand. Similarly for me, I do come back to the Camino, you know, my Camino experience of walking spiritual pilgrimage was such a great demand on the universe for me that it created all these triplets which is still happening in my reality some eight years after I walked it. But what, one of the biggest demands I put on that was that I was not going to be afraid to take risks anymore in my reality. So as I, you know, quit my job, well, at least put on a temporary hold, I quit it later once I finish. But to actually, you know, approach my boss and say, I need to, to really, you know, could you hold my job for three or four months? Um, that was ultimately that action alone was saying i'm prepared to, to 
take inspired action and follow my heart. So even before I walked the Camino, that was our first action. And that actually led to you know, taking step up step, literally no pun intended, of walking. And then that, that walking encouraged me to meet the people and the universe met me halfway because it brought all the people towards me that I needed to transform my reality, to become a published author, to be inspired and creative and believe in myself when I had very literal self-worth. I had a certain confidence in certain things I can do, but from the space of feeling ungrounded and consistent looking to the external validate my worth, I needed to really meet my shadow and go into a deeper space. So there is this sense that when you take inspired action, the universe will meet you halfway. And creating a demand on the universe, while I've given a couple of examples and we're with going to the gym, it's also with homes and wealth and really and you know, motor vehicles and relationships. And we could see that and we could drill all that down, but to, to be really practical around this, something I've done a lot lately, I think I talked about in the most recent podcast, there's something very simple connected with all those things is when we start valuing ourselves through affirmations. I've, I've built this practice in to really just build on everything I already write about and talk about. But it's a very simple practice of, of beginning the day and ending the day. And usually once or twice also throughout the day, I look in the mirror and I literally just say, I love you. I love you. I love you, I love you, I love you. I, I play with it a little bit, but rather than turning my head away or... Because sometimes it can be difficult, can't it? If we're not necessarily feeling that and in the morning it could be the head's a bit, you know, we're not really necessarily grounded. It can be very difficult to stop or even with other people around to look in the mirror and say, I love you. But that is also putting in a, a demand on the universe. Because you are the universe, aren't you? You're programming it, which is really your frequency. And while we could be affected by the external, at least initial limited programming, when we've done enough work on the self, that developed self, to realize that there's nothing we really need to develop anymore other than the awareness that we're already enough, then it just becomes about mirroring that worthiness, that enoughness, back to us to create that that sense of worthiness. So from that perspective, the greatest demand we can put on the universe is ultimately an affirmation of our own worthiness. So connecting with that now, with the boundaries metaphor and the boundaries of, of, of that worthiness, once there's that demand, you know, and there's this, the, we, we've showed up and it could be something as simple as saying, I love you. And we know the power of our thoughts and our speech. And so we, we'd be consistent with that. Quite likely, it's my perspective, and we know this, even in a Neville Goddard perspective, from the, the bridge of incidents, he would say, is once we've imagined that wish fulfilled, or we had that desire, and that desire might simply be that I am enough, I am love, I feel love, we'll, we'll quite likely be challenged. But who's really challenging us, isn't it? We're, we're getting challenged by our own program. Do we really want what we've demanded? So when we go to the gym and the first workout is usually the hardest workout, isn't it? I used to play a lot of indoor soccer back in the day and I was very consistent with that. I enjoyed that. But when I might have a few weeks off or I might have gone away and then had that first week back, I was playing, I was very unfit. And it wasn't that the, my body was necessarily out of shape, but the ability to be in line with how to run up and down the court and move in a certain way had certain blocks. 
So the body was resistant to that. But so I had to kind of get back and be consistent with that with that action. And so the body responded to that, you know. There was a consistency. And it's a similar thing with, with when we had that desire, that demand, we will be tested, you know. But, but it's ultimately our own body, our own willingness to receive the desire that's got to be tested. And the boundaries that the strange mental thought around this is protecting and having a, a space of safety is that, where is it that perhaps for the love scenario that I'm talking about, if I'm saying, I love you, I love you, what I've found is there might be situations where, although that we, we can get some pretty strong immediate effects of that, we might also at the same time get some unconscious attachments coming to forward where we will be encouraged to really, you know, enforce that demand. Do you really love you? Do you really want to go to the gym? Do you really want to feel good about yourself? Do you really want to work in a pursuit which is aligned with your heart? And the good news is, from my perspective, is even these exercises, these are opportunities to, to really solidify. And you can't miss it. Even if you get this test, like you, you want to have more southern relationships and then and you want to have better boundaries, you know, connected with that. Boundaries in the space of you're aware similarly that when you are creating more self-worth your self-worth will derive from within and you don't need to give away so much of your, your attention and energy power to external things quite likely those same external people or situation you might get a message or a, from someone who you've always given away your power to or you've responded in a certain way and it's just that's just been the dynamic so it can be, you know, it feels like the default to respond in a certain way. But the, the, to change the dynamic is to, you know, to create the demand on the universe, is to not respond in the same way. Is to bring a, more awareness or self-worth to that behavior. Is to go to the gym and actually exercise different muscles and belief systems that, that affirm how unconditionally worthy you are. So even the opportunities are working for you, you know, and they might seem like a trigger or a challenge or a, a difficult person pops in and, and, you know, we might seemingly fail at it, but the, we don't really actually fail because the awareness that's provided from the exercise, the opportunity is like, ah, so maybe that's where I've been doing those things. So this is where we get, we're getting at now. We've created the demand for change. Once the demand's been been brought forward, then it's about creating consistency with the boundaries and the discernment to protect and to birth this manifestation in reality. And it's a similar thing with the physical birth of a, a, a child, where a child has to, to feed off the, the, the nutrients of the mother. The mother has to really have a lot of self-care with the child, doesn't she? She has to look after the child. She's now eating for two, and the child might have some certain tastes or cravings. But it's very important that the mother gets a lot of rest. The mother can't be as busy as what she used to be. She can't be giving her a diluting all her attention and energy away to certain things, can she? She now has the priority of what she's birthing in her reality, her reality, which is a physical person. But from a manifestation perspective, an energetic perspective, we know, you know, with vision boarding and goals and a career, and I gave the Camino example, or a new body or a new relationship, which is connected to those affirmations, we've got to nurture that, that also. So the first step is having the demand, you know, but you, the demand is an inspired action. You can call it the conscious mind of getting on, on, you know, behind the wheel and doing that first step. But the subconscious is some one of the uh, an undefined map 
it's feeling into what is it your your heart is wanting to call forward and for me and many of the people i mean it does seem to be relationships but so that's the confusing thing we, we want to have more hard oriented relationships and sometimes yes that's usually with a partner but quite likely the bridge to get to that with a partner won't be straight line you know you you meet someone straight away and then it's just juking it out with the partner and saying i'm fantastic and selling itself more likely it will be about having time away from any prospective partner it would be about maybe it's more likely to be going to the gym or buying those clothes and feeling good about ourselves and and having self-care practices where when the partner arrives or might already be in there but it just needs to be reframed a little bit that partnership is more about a sovereign respectful space you know what I mean? It's no longer about where we just kind of attach into each other's energy fields and, and are trying to seek the worthiness in the other. It's more about now we're finding that worth within. So because we feel it within, we've done the affirmations where, and we're those affirmations and programming encouraging um, demands or behaviors where we keep reinforcing that to ourselves when we come together with that partner, it's more aligned with the worthiness space. So even the desire for the relationship or even wealth is another metaphor with this. You know, people talk about the making the bed in the morning is quite often a very good behavior to, to bring forward. And you might think, how does that affect a new home or a car or a holiday? Well, not so much. I mean, a holiday could be part of it, but more abundance in, in all forms, even abundant worthiness. Well, it's like the, the care that you put into the place you sleep or your appearance shows that you're more ready to look after relationships and family and money and things that require certain responsibility. So something as simple as making the bed, brushing your teeth, um, shaving in the morning, looking after your body or exercise, they're all similar magnets to that abundance. They are actual demands as well. So the demand is a strong word. It's kind of an action-inspired word, but it's also quite empowering because it's a consistency thanks again for being a part of this praying in 10 it was a value for you if you are interested in learning more about the Camino experience yes I've been talking a lot about awareness Camino de Santiago the sequel of the original Camino experience but if you do want the full book the full experience of me in corporate walking through France and then on to Spain I particularly recommend meeting Mary Magdalene, the High Priestess of Avalon. It's 450 pages, roughly, of the book. It's so it's quite lengthy. You'll get the whole game and all the experiences, all the people that really, I guess, was mine demand for change. I had that desire to change, and you feel it within me on that journey that wanting to do things differently to the way I'd always done them. Similarly, if you're wanting something more practical, perhaps you know you're not up to a big 450 page read. Be Prosperity Conscious and Integrate and Empower Prosperity are very powerful books in terms of understanding how we move through certain archetypal frequencies. And it can be very easy to facilitate change, have that demand on the universe, through simply being more aware of how we speak and think and act and being aware of the, how there's certain frequencies in our conscious, particularly the full frequency or the warrior frequency, that have a certain duality to them, particularly on the awakening journey. So ultimately, to come out the other side of the awakening where we're, where we're aware of the law of attraction, it can be very helpful to simply embody a prosperity frequency, embody a mage king a magician king a, a balanced heart and mind frequency that is in alignment with our wishes 
Bon, Seigneur.